Welcome to Mystery House Arts and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama retrospective cast. Yeah, we've we've done it. We finished season six. Riverdale's finished season six. Yeah. Rough season. And you know, sometimes when we do these retrospectives, we like kind of try to plan them ahead of time. Like early seasons, we really planned them. We had notes and like themes we wanted to talk about. I think it was easier when it's easier to talk about with the when the series was co- more cohesive. That's what I was gonna say. With this season, we could not. We have talked about this show for the past two days, and yet, yeah, we cannot make sense of it. It's a tough one. So if you're here. Uh, listening, listen, listening to this, we are gonna look back on season six of Riverdale. Sort of try just, to try understand to what horror escape we've wandered through. Now that we have reached the end of it, and it really feels like we've reached the end, like with the ending being them going back to like nineteen, doing a weird time travel thing where the show is time traveled, like universes reset. If this is a good time to look back. And be like, <laughs> we don't know what's going to move forward. If any of what matters still. That's the thing. I do not know what is important on this show. Because we do. All we know is that Jughead remembers everything. Yeah. But that is worth mentioning. Anything that wasn't in Jughead's brain. Brain. Which, I mean, he could suddenly know everything. Yeah. He does have a power to open portals. Yeah. And maybe he can open portals I, people's I, that's brains gone. in it's the gone. past. It's gone. It's gone. They gave it to Cheryl. Oh, he gave it to Cheryl. So it's all but, gone. Like. Because the show has been so siloed, yeah. there are things in Veronica's storyline there's no way on God's green earth that Jughead could know. Does he yeah. know anything that's going on with Tony and Fangs? I mean, I don't think that matters. I think they, of all of them, it feels like they are probably the ones who are going to have be most reset. They're not married anymore. I that's can't true. imagine they have a, I mean, I, I, maybe they're still dating. But we do know for a fact, because the show told us and we hated it, yeah. Cheryl and Tony are, are endgame. They, they, yeah, yeah. They, it, it defined that for us. We have to expect that's going to happen. So I guess, I mean, this is maybe a more respectful way to do it than to make Cheryl be a homewrecker. But why yeah. wouldn't Cheryl be a homewrecker? Of course she would be. I mean, I wonder... If, Cheryl W.D. Blossom. Well, I wonder if they're going to go back and it's going to be Tony and Fangs. Here, here's what I'm going to say. If they're going to do... Tony and Cheryl are endgame. Like, as much as I don't like it, I feel like, I, I don't know, just, I guess Tony and Fangs aren't dating because it's 1955. For whatever reason, they do, and they're all teenagers again. For whatever reason you decide that's, they're not dating, for some reason I feel like that'll be better than anything they're going to do w- that they are dating and Cheryl's going to somehow... Be better than Fang. I don't know. Well, here's, at least Cheryl doesn't remember that. That's true. She doesn't know. She doesn't know she's a homewrecker. She, she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It was not giving a narcissist a reason to be uh, a <laughs> terrible person. Instead, it's just going to be the universe is going to put them together because. Th- Why wouldn't it? I like like we've had subtle criticism of, of a lot of relationships. Um, it, I. Yeah, we've had subtle ones for a lot of these. I think yeah. Archie and Veronica was probably the last one we had very, like... Because the thing with Archie and Veronica is they were not bad people and they were not bad together, but they wanted such radically different things that they could never be a couple. Which was the same thing with him and Betty, I thought. Betty has been in turmoil and I am okay with her changing her mind. The, um... The only person we ever liked Archie with was Valerie. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, we didn't even really like him with uh, Josie because it was so we, one-sided. Yeah, and it felt out of nowhere. He was really good with Valerie, though. And I think I, I think like him Valerie. and Betty, well, they're teenagers now, so who cares? I mean, I, yeah, him and Betty were better than him and Veronica. Um, I'm, um, so, I'm jo- so weirded out by the fact that his heaven was he made a fake Betty. Well, you know, so you you got to grapple with loss the way that you can. Right. Um, we were on board, I think, with Betty and Jughead. We liked it, Betty and Jughead, and, and we liked their breakup. Yeah, I liked. Um, I'm. I here's the thing. I am good with Tony. They don't have much chemistry, but I am good with the concept of Tony and Fangs. I'm weirded out by their weird, very big obsession with the serpents. Yep. But like their actual relationship was. Fine. Fine. I love Kevin and Moose. I like, like Kevin I, and Moose. Is I feel great. like Moose is like the level-headed, supportive <laughs> partner that Kevin Keller needs. And like their relationship has been so often on. Like if it doesn't end with Kevin and Moose 
to get like if they're not end game like what are you even doing seven show? seasons and it started with them it did start with them that's how they found jason blossom yeah that is how it all started and then we have to riverdale we know you listen you have to end with this <laughs> yeah yeah we Kev, do honestly kevin and fangs were also okay mm-hmm. um i just like kevin and moose better because i feel like kevin is so dramatic and driven by whimsy and whim and moose, his emotions moose is a fun offset for him yes yeah. whereas fangs was also too emotional i feel like we do have to ignore the weird bit where it seemed like moose was on percival's side for like an episode we have an answer to everything he was mind controlled <laughs> i mean yes the answer to all <laughs> is it was mind control which the show did kind of broach but now i i'm so okay we will get to the beginning. I think it's worth talking about the end because that's where we ended last time. And the end has such an impact. Knowing that this end was coming, yeah. which we now know, has such an impact on everything that happened. The fact that we had an entire season where really nothing matters. Yeah, well, it, where where what matters is the biggest question. Like, the biggest question I have going in to season seven is what matters. Mm-hmm. Does it matter that Polly died and was resurrected? Mm-hmm. Does it matter that Tabitha is an angel? Does it matter that baby Anthony has become grown man Anthony? I think I I worry that he was just wiped out of existence. But the so only, the only why was op- he immortal? Yeah, yeah. Like I I it the the thing the thing that frustra- frustrates me is that it feels like the this season this next season feels like it could be a soft reboot mm-hmm. into something that's like kind of like kooky fun. and a bit weird because it's like a, this pastiche of 1955. But they left us with so much that I can't imagine them ignoring it. Why is Tabitha an angel? Why was Anthony immortal? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he was immortal to defeat Percival. Why? He was born in this world before Percival arrived in this world. And also, him being immortal did absolutely nothing to defeat Percival. It, it didn't. He d- he didn't get shot when Percival came upstairs that one time, and then Percival left. The other thing, too, is I feel like, though the show has left us with so many unanswered questions... I feel like they've wrapped up most of the characters' like emotional arcs. Yeah. Like, you know, the way the Betty's resolved and Veronica and Archie. Yeah. And like I, I don't know what these people want. Yeah. And maybe they did do that because they knew that they were gonna shove them into a different and just, world. And they're just gonna do different things now. Yeah, because I I have no idea what's driving well, any of these characters forward. Well, and notably, I at least feel that like for Veronica and for uh, Betty and four Archie 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 it feels like their emotional resolutions were very rushed yeah they hit them re- in an episode that feels like it should have been a big deep exploration of these things we got Archie probably the most because he got his whole hero comp like ever talking about hero comp yeah when stuff. he tried to beat down the but like that was brought up and set like even though it was the thing that we knew a lot I don't mm-hmm. feel like this season we got a lot of the cons- the problems with his hero complex. And which is the same thing with Veronica. Because mm-hmm. we've known the entire season that v- what Veronica needs is to explore being alone. But it didn't feel like that's what they wanted us to keep thinking about. And then finally, in this last episode, Veronica was like, I need to explore being alone. And we're <laughs> like, yeah, da doy. You were told this partway through the episode. By Reggie. Season, by Reggie. And then the show ignored it. Yeah. In- like, is Reggie's dad dying? Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. I just, that was no, another question. I mean, I think he's probably, I mean, they're back to the teenagers. I have, it's, uh, it's un- because they teleported everybody, mm-hmm. turned them into teenagers. I think it's possible his dad, is, his dad will be younger, but still dying. I think yeah. is possible. Man, this is actually very interesting. I hate to be excited about the thing Riverdale's doing because I know well, it's not going to Well, I mean, that, that's what I was off. saying last episode. I was cautiously interested in what this next season would be the the problem the thing that i always find about riverdale is that we we give them a lot of benefit like <laughs> as much as we razz them we accept when, when they do something nonsensical we're like okay but how how could it all be right, sensical? all right we will accept that and we will move on like when like I think I said this last time. We didn't spend the entire last season con like we brought it up, obviously, because how could you not? That they suddenly have magic powers. 
But like you ex- were like, okay, accepting they have magic powers, where do we go from here? And accepting and now, that they have magical powers, are they doing a good job of those magical yeah. powers? And now <laughs> accepting that they've teleported the show back to 1955. They did not go back in time. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest thing to try to explain to people. I'm like, no, no, they, they didn't time travel. It's not Umbrella Academy where all of a sudden they're in like 1970-something and no. they're people out of time. Their world has entered a different time. Yes. Yes, that's what happened. Yes. And, like, there can be cool things that come out of it. Like, it feels like once they shift them back to 1955, I'm like, okay, this is goofy. Yeah. (laughs) This is a goofy, silly thing to do that, like, I'm almost seeing this last season in a different light because that is a – for the first time, I feel like I might have a grasp on what the show wants from me as a watcher. And what is that, Kevin? To see how goofy it is. So are they punking us? Are they like, follow us along on this? No, everything comes down to, unfortunately, the first five seasons. That's the thing. They did the show for too long. They did, they, they, they did it. And I know it's they weird. They did it straight for too long. It's weird to say to people to say, like, they did it straight. But it felt so straight. It felt mm-hmm. so much. Felt... Now that we know where they can go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the fact that it took them this long to do this stuff. And they spent five seasons just sort of being, like. Gang a, warfare. A bad OC. Like. Yeah. yeah. It is insane. It's still insane to me that Griffins and Gargoyles existed on this show without magic existing in the world. Because that storyline only works if the game is magical. And you think maybe would have been an interesting thing if they brought it up in this season. And it turns out it was magical. And they retroactively said it was magical. They bring it up, but like a... There's another another, uh, universe with evil board games. And And you're like, okay... (laughs) So, I mean, with that, we can go back to, I think, the beginning of the season. Because the season began with a five-part event, which was actually very integral to the season. That's kind of. Kind of. Kind uh, of. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you you could not watch this season without having seen those five episodes. And weirdly enough, watching those five episodes, when they bring them back, actually is very confusing. Yeah. Because the alternate universe, I swear, the alternate universe that we see in the later season is different from the alternate universe we see in the beginning season. I agree with that. And I am wondering if they did a bad job of implying that each of those five stories were in different alternate universes. They, I, don't, I mean, you've rewatched The Jughead Paradox, and I have not. Yeah, it's it doesn't feel that way. The, what it feels like, or what not what it feels like, what they say in The Jughead Paradox mm-hmm. is this, is that... Um, Riverdale existed, and then a bomb went off beneath mm-hmm. the bed that Archie and Betty were going to have sex in. Right. And that created a Splinter universe. Right. And that Splinter universe exists in the moment where the bomb... Which, like, this part is a little bit me. That okay. Splinter universe exists in where the bomb went off. Okay. Uh, and they we know that because Jughead finds, like, comic books that are the yes. Riverdale stories. And then at 100, it there was stops. a... No, no. And no, 95. Was, yes, and 95. 95, there was a special issue, and then it changed to River Vale. Right. For the next five uh, episodes. Or comic books. Comic books, yes. Issues. Um, and then 100 is the one that he was currently reading. And he did things where, like, he would give the comic books to people, and they would, like, kind of remember. Things the, that happened in Riverdale. In Riverdale. But, like, Jason Blossom was still alive, and... And Archie was sometimes dead. Well, yeah, because Archie died in the the first episode, but he came back in the last one. And the narrator Jughead says, in in Rivervale, somehow Archie Andrews is alive. And he's, That's right, because he they showed he, all of the characters who had died in the previous episodes being alive. Yes, and they yeah. all seem to have, like, nightmares, dreams mm. of, like, mm-hmm. things that happen in the other worlds. Uh, Which is why we thought that River Vale was a cycle, a I story thought, cycle. Yeah, because eventually then another Jughead appears yes. who's not – no, he's the narrator. He's he narrator just came Jughead. back. He's narrator He came back to life. In River Vale 5, is, people are resurrecting super fast. Archie gets shot by Betty and then pops up like 10 minutes later. Yeah. And Archie's thing is that he he's killing people because – 
because he he wants to he he heard that Jughead was trying to uh like create another bomb to end River Vale and right. reconnect Riverdale. And Archie wants the universe to exist for long enough that, that his, his dad, dad comes back comes to life. Back. I do not know why he kills um uh narrator Jughead that it's not clear. It's also not super clear why he cl- kills Cheryl. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, sorry. Nary Jughead and Cheryl are both very unclear. The show explains it, if I recall correctly, by saying that he is, well, the characters think yes. that Riverdale is trying to assert its... Ju- what Jughead thinks is that Riverdale's trying to reassert its stories, mm-hmm. which is why the Black Hood appears and it's Clifford Blossom and he has kidnapped... So essentially, it's conflating the first and the second yeah. season, which, honestly, if that that's what was going on, that's kind of cool. But but they're actually here's the crazy thing he's wrong about that but the show never tells him what the correct answer is <laughs> it just presents an additional thing you know what the correct answer is Cheryl is annoying <laughs> but that's why you think that's why Archie killed her yes yes absolutely. <laughs> She's very annoying. And she'll come back. As someone who is going to, like, play a Cheryl Blossom-type character in an upcoming play. Yeah. She's annoying. I mean, we... And our play... So, our play, like, trying to capture the Cheryl energy. Yeah. We tried to go that far. We could not. Well, because of... I'm sure there are people out there who love... Like, there has to be people out there... Who love the Cheryl character. I know at the very least it's Roberto and possibly most of the writing room. Yeah. Love the Cheryl character. And I think there's a lot of aesthetics about her that I understand why people will love about her. She's someone who liked, like, she's hyper feminist in her own way. <laughs> um, she, like, you know, she's sassy. She takes no guff from anyone. She stands on she her own. She centers herself. She is the heroine of her own narrative. She, well, she is she is the she is the encapsulation of the if you can't help me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best line. Yeah. Without the obvious without the looking deeper into that line where it's like, hey, maybe Maybe you can be should, nice to people. Maybe you should try not to be your worst. Like, yeah. we, we all fall into our worst sometimes. Yeah. But we should all take action to be something else. Yeah. And Cheryl never, especially with Tony, she the amount of times that she just like placates and lies and just says things to Tony that she like. She has gaslit Tony so many times. She, t- like. And I know people like overuse the term gaslight. No, she has literally tried to convince Tony that reality is something different than what Tony has perceived. Yeah, well, no, with when the when the doll first appeared, she was doing that to Tony to punish her because she had to get rid of her brother's corpse. Yeah, and then her mom did it to her, and she was like, "Tony, I have to admit, the first time I did it, I was gaslighting you, but this is something different." I'm like, "Well, that just because your mom started doing it." to you doesn't doesn't forgive the fact that you did it to Tony. Like just be just because someone is being mean to you does doesn't not forgive excuse... the mean things you did. Yes. And that... and the fact is like so she got rid of Jason. Yeah. And then she did the whole, whole doll thing to convince Tony there's a haunting to bring Jason back. I the fact she has Jason's corpse again and it's burned, I don't believe that she did the whole like Viking funeral thing for him and then let him sit in the river for any period because no she got it right away yeah because there is a time period after she does that that her and her and Tony are still dating Mm -hmm. where she must have gone and got him immediately which means she lied to her twice about getting rid of him and like that's the one thing Tony asked her I feel like this show does it to Cheryl but does it to a lot of the heroes where it's just like, well, they just kind of suck. No introspection, no trying to work to become better people. Like you just have to. Well, and also the, the show doesn't feel like a like a Breaking Bad where it's like the per, the point of the show is to watch these terrible people no. um, doing terrible things. And you're sort of or like a euphoria or a. Even Gossip even Girl. Even Gossip Girl. Like it's, yeah. I don't think it's about watching terrib- a bunch of terrible people be terrible to each other. I think the show thinks they're all good people. We, but but they're like kind of morally gray. 
But like they won't the show will never let them do actual bad things. Yeah. Which is very typified by what we found out this season that the terrible thing that Betty did when she was (laughs) under she was held in a well and told cut up a dead body. It's not bad enough. It's it's not. And like I, may, I thought maybe there would have been a rug pull where she would reveal to somebody that actually the person was alive. And but like this. the story she has to tell everyone is they were already dead. Yeah, and the story she tells herself is they're already dead. Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she she was like wondering like when I was cutting them up, I thought maybe I saw them ble- them breathing. Yeah. And like I don't think a dead body bleeds that much. Like there's things she could tell that you could even make it up to the audience to decide did she cut up a living person? You could make it very gray. Or did she cut up? Yeah, did she cut up a dead person. But instead they have this fake grayness. They're like, oh, I mean, Jughead did shave a pound of flesh off of a woman. Yeah, he yeah, he, he he cut the. She did it to him first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that woman. Hated a child. That that was a grown ass woman who was torturing a boy. There's a part of me that was very sad that Penny Peabody did not reappear uh, season six. <laughs> well, she could come back. We're we're going. The it, we've been swapped to the past. They're teenagers again. Yep. Anyone yeah, and, could come back. Yep. And Penny Peabody, when he was a grown man, she was like, "Nah, it's a grown man. I'm not gonna." I'm not going to do that. When he's a grown man, he's too powerful. <laughs> but a boy, I'll bully a boy all I want. <laughs> she can only threaten a child. Only threaten a child. Uh, so we had Rivervale. And Rivervale uh, ended with... The, I can't remember that we did. They had the call. So yes. Jughead from that world, his last thing is he called. And I also, I want to remind everyone of this. Rivervale ended with Jughead alluding to Ethel that yep. he made the call and her being like, oh, you cheeky boy. Oh, you scam. But, but this time she's like, and I here's the thing. I'm not I'm not using this word to describe her. I'm using this word because it feels like this is the character ch- t- uh, type they were going for. A shrew. Yeah, they for sure were trying to make her a shrewish, nagging wife. Yeah. <laughs> of this bunker man. Yeah. And like, that's not really how it. And ended. That's, that's not what Ethel is. Like, obviously, Ethel's in love with Jughead. Yeah. But this is not... In, I feel, in Rivervale, she murdered Dilton Doily. I feel awful for Shannon Purser. Like, I feel like they <laughs> really jerk her around a lot. Yeah. There, there's no character consistency this poor girl can possibly play. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going great. Uh, but it ends with him giving the call. And then it was weird how he gave the call and Betty and Archie still didn't get out. Yeah. Like, his call actually did not save them, but apparently... It, it had a massive impact. Apparent. Okay. So, now we have to talk about magic. Okay. So, Jughead called... Other uh, world Jug, Jughead yeah. called this world, and that meant the, the cut wasn't clean. It wasn't a clean yeah. sever. And the instant he called them, somehow they got superpowers... From a comic that the upstairs Jughead... Had not written yet. Maybe? Well, no, we know for a fact that, like, Bunker Jughead is the one who made the call. Yes. Land Jughead is the one who wrote the comics. Yeah, but because... Maybe he had thought about the comics, but we know he didn't write comic... Well, maybe we don't know that. Well, I mean, the, here, here's how... We don't know enough about that episode. I'll, I'll tell you how Rivervale ends for upstairs Jughead. Okay. Um, upstairs Jughead and downstairs... Well, actually... <laughs> Oh, at this point is narrator Jughead and Jughead. Right. Jughead was try- trying to make out with Veronica to um uh have to do the bomb thing. Yeah, and then Archie kills Archie kills Veronica. Veronica. Then Archie skips out on his wedding with Betty, and Betty just shows up and shoots him in the head. Yep. I I still need to stress it's insane that that was the first thought she had. It was like I gotta shoot this man. Maybe she is dark. Uh, so her and. Betty or uh, her and Jughead go upstairs to kiss out over top of the bomb. Yeah. Uh, and then narrator Jughead bursts in and he's okay. like, hey, I'm alive now. Don't do this. He explains the whole situation, explains the whole, hey, we need to power this world on the the power of imagination. That means River Vale can continue. And narrator Jughead becomes upstairs yes. Jughead. And upstairs Jughead becomes. Bunker Jughead. Um, for for vague metaphorical reasons, I have to. The narrator is the writer. He, I, I'm the one outside the store. It doesn't matter. Okay. Ethel says something about a time loop. You've done it. You've saved Rivervale by put by this time. This time loop of yours will keep going. But um, it's not actually a time loop because time does seem to progress. Because upstairs, Jughead writes all these comic books, and also Cheryl does become comatose by the yes, except for she's not in the final one. Yeah, because when all of their friends... <laughs> She's fine now. Yep. 
But that means that her th- her swap with Abigail was canon in Rivervale. Yes. Because yes, even though it's from a story, it was obviously real yeah, Rivervale because. But, but Archie did not stay dead from being sacrificed by them. No. And neither and did uh, Tony, Tony become Lola Rona. And Lola Bel- Rona does not seem to exist in Rivervale. She did. No, she came out of the portal once. Yes, that's right. She did. And uh, uh, but the devil, he's real. He's real. The devil is real, and he did. And he made a deal with. Veronica. Veronica. To harvest a soul every. No, no, no. Did I'm I'm not talking about River Vale anymore. I'm talking now. I'm talking about the new one. Oh, he in made River a deal Dale. with Jughead. He, yes, that's how Jug- he had. Just to write Jughead was writing comics, but he could only write comics that ended that only ended bad, Tragically. which is a different deal than he made in River Vale. In River Vale, he made to be famous, but no one would ever. No, write one book. Yeah, he was going to write one great thing. And then then, never be able to write again. Yes, and then he tried to change the deal. And did we see the outcome of that? Oh, I can't remember. And then he got scared off by a uh, by Tabitha being an angel or having an angel. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> the point is <laughs> that uh, Narrator Jugged goes, uh, Narrator Jugged lives a life. Him and Betty go upstairs and make out again. Uh, mm-hmm. The... Uh, Archie reanimates and he's pounding on the door. Uh, Jughead is in the basement doing his typey, typey, typey. And then he takes a break from the typey, typey, typey to make a phone call. It's unclear when he makes that phone call, but yes, at some point he does that. He's typing it out. Go upstairs. Jughead and um, Betty are are, like making out or they're they're about to kiss. And then all of a sudden, boom, bomb is gone. No longer bomb in the bed. Archie's gone. Nothing happening. They go downstairs and everyone's there and they're all like, Jughead, Betty, what were you doing upstairs? And they're like, you're late for the engagement party or and, whatever. Yeah, and they're like, and they don't remember what just happened. They're like, oh, I don't remember why we were upstairs. And then Jughead goes to Tabitha and Betty, Betty goes, goes to, to Archie. Archie. And then we see the basement Jughead and Ethel and Ethel being like, oh, I'm so happy. And then he mentions, well, I hope everything went fine in the Riverdale universe. I don't know. <laughs> so that is what happened there. <laughs> And then in the Riverdale universe, they do get the phone call. They get off but the they, bed. But they don't get away from the bomb. No, Archie instantly, just puts instantly, his magically invulnerable body yes. on top of Betty. Instantly, Archie becomes invulnerable. If he didn't, they would have died. Also, the dog at that moment also immediately becomes magically healing. I think his takes a little bit of time because he does get injured and it takes him a bit to heal. But right. I think in the future, he heals Immediately, he can heal anyone by licking he them. He can also lick them and, and heal them. Uh, so time is weird, and we we called at the beginning. We're like, okay, I mean, since we had that thing going on, that call means that River Vale is not technically done. We yeah. did mention that early on. We are ongoing theory. And we approach a lot of things with this theory was River Vale is bleeding into Riverdale. Yes. And we were confused. I'm like, well, if that like, shouldn't there have been a River Vale story that was superheroes then? Yes. Because that would have made sense. Now, we were partially right. There was a River Vale story that was superheroes. And <laughs> we just didn't get it yet. Yeah. Um, and it, it it was bleeding over, but just... In the way that they got the superpowers from the comic books. Yes, which is infuriating because why does Abigail exist as a witch? Yeah, okay. Now we'll move on to the the as the rest of the magic system. Our, Cheryl's powers, despite being in the comic book, are treated as separate from everyone else's. Because there is history... That Abigail was a witch, which there cannot be. Season five, Abigail was not a witch. <laughs> also, she died in a different way. Also, there's no way on earth that season five, Abigail had a Thomasina. There's no way that season five, Tony had an ancestor who was Thomasina. A ver- a, a, you cannot convince me. A shockingly recent one, because we know her grandfather. Yes. We- this would have been like her grandfather's great aunt or grandmother or something. This like like considering they were around, which is like 1890, and but his but the grandfather's like, we've lived here our entire life. So how does she have an ancestor from Greendale? And yeah, and how does Riddle he have, me this? And how and she died by Fangs Fogarty. Like that is canon. That's the other thing too. Like how can it be Fen Fogarty? Fen Fogarty, right. 
how can that how can that exist in and, this world? But, like in Riverdale. But if that's the case, then did Abigail kill Fen Fogarty? No, he got away in River. No, no, she killed him and in his last breath. He cursed her to live yeah. forever. So she also killed Fen. Did that happen the same way where she killed Fen Fogarty? What then he So so how is, is it like his brother's yeah, child? Yeah, how does Fangs exist? Yeah, what is Fang's connection to Fen? What is that what is that lineage? And how is Fang's like from what we have been told, mm-hmm. the Fogarty's. Yeah. The Fogarty's. Have you heard a more Irish name ever? <laughs> the Fogarty's are I mean, key members of this indigenous biker gang. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. I shouldn't despite, say that. Like, I understand. That, well, despite the fact that Fen, but, but Fen had never been to Riverdale before that moment. Yes. Cheryl has never heard of him. Um, Whatever the Jason thing in yeah, that whatever story the, war, was. the war was like jace the jason james yeah. Yeah. jacob fenn whatever was, I, met fenn in the war yeah. away away and then fenn was like oh i don't know what's going on here i'm just a guy who's here now i'm just gonna marry you and steal all your houses the th- what annoys me a lot about this season is that opposed to other seasons where just things were like straight up wrong there are things that are straight up wrong this yeah. season though but they hide really annoyingly in like the cracks of of ambiguity like yeah i guess people can come up and be like no 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 that was river vale clearly things happen different in riverdale i'm like well then what happened in riverdale and it should be it should be very very easy for the audience to figure out what is wrong and doesn't fit yeah and what is right and I can't. Like, I have no idea what is from Rivervale and what is from R- Riverdale. I just know a lot of things don't make any sense. Yeah, like, uh, and then people were having flashes of Rivervale all throughout this. Tony remembered when the first time Cheryl helped her baby. Um, yep. Archie had a weird flashback to hearing I'm full of multitudes, which seemed to imply there was more bleeding through. Betty had that flashback of the Black Hood telling oh, her that she was the Whore oh no, of TBK, Babylon. Yeah, TBK, the Whore oh, yes, of Babylon thing entirely came from a different world. Also, is she the Whore of Babylon? It seems like it's been crap no, by this gone point. Now. That was just not, oh right, she had her feet washed and now she no longer has those jeans. So we don't have to worry about it. Was she it right go, or not? It's she, fine. Jesus took care of it. She can go to heaven now. We don't have to ask these questions. Were the bad guys lying or was it true? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Jesus took care of it. She can go to heaven. <laughs> Jesus, Polly, wash your feet and she can go to heaven now. It is infuriating how the bad guys are like the only truthful characters on the show. It's like anything <laughs> a bad guy says on Riverdale, we're like, we have to take his gospel truth, even, which makes no sense. Even Percival, who should have been the lyingest liar that was ever lied, and he says so many true things. He doesn't even know these people. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> he is he is absolutely someone who does not go here. The I love the idea that you made a villain who was in another world, apparently. I guess that... I mean, I guess that world did have a history, but all the same time, it's weird that he exists from a history that was pre an explosion of a bomb. He, 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 here's the thing. He is a fictional character who has come to existence. Yes. Which, as a concept, is kind of cool. <laughs> Could have been cool, but instead there's like, no, no, no. He was from a different dimension where magic existed, and then he was for... He was For some forced. reason. For... I, I I need everyone to understand this. He was, for some reason, put into Riverdale. Inexplicable. No, nothing else. Like, the only thing else is they got, like, the bleeding of the powers. But, like, there, it didn't. Then the other thing didn't happen except for when Jughead was opening portals accidentally. Oh, and yes. summoning people through. Because Percival put a block in his mind door. Yeah, he wedged his door open. Uh, okay, but... Oh, would that be kind of cool? Like, as a concept, yeah. if the only bad thing from a different world is the villain. I mean, yeah, but I, I but guess... But this show is not doing the, that. Well, the thing is, like, I guess I would like to know... I, I know that... I, I'm someone who's a big proponent of coincidence in, in, in things are fine. Yeah. Because that's how plots happen. But it felt so weird that he was like, yeah, I was heading back to Rivervale. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I'm in a different universe. And I just decided, screw these guys, I guess. That's the problem. The coincidence was flimsy. If he had been, like, at Pop Tate's. I, I think I think he should have been walking past the Archie house. 
Yeah. That's where he shows up later is he's like, and hey, he I want to. He tries to buy it? Yeah. For reasons? I assume, he, I assume it's legitimately he needed a place to live. And he's like, oh, that place is missing its roof. That's got to be <laughs> cheap to buy. And I have no money. I come from Rivervale. I can try to magic this house. <laughs> but I, or I only know. But back when we thought he was just a mind control guy, he could have just told someone to fix his house. Uh, Apparently it's very easy. Well, I mean, Archie, the fact that Archie owns most of the same things is also infuriating, but that's fine. <laughs> I can only be furious about so many things. Yeah. And yeah. I save my fury for Percival. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Percival a bit. So he appears for the first time in Archie's house, being like, "I want to buy this house." And we Archie a, says, "No." We had a moment because we learned he was Percival Pickens, and we had a moment where I thought, like, "Oh, wouldn't it be a cool rug pull if it turns out he's like the good guy and was like, I'm here to reclaim try to. the Pickens name." Well, especially because Cheryl had that whole thing where she was like, "I'm going to reclaim the Blossom name," and then I guess people were mean to her, and she decided, "I don't want to do that anymore." No, instead she had to just rebuild her house. I can't. I can't. I know that was last season. I can't remember what she did because I know in the season before, well, before the time jump, she's yeah. like, I'm, that's why she broke up with Cheryl, apparently. But I can't remember what her explanation was to why she became A the, Winchester, the Winchester. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think you're right. I think she tried and people were mean to her and she was like, well... All right, then. It just feels right. It, feels like, it seems like she tried. It didn't instantly work. And she was like, guess I'm a recluse now. Tony broke <laughs> up with me. No, you broke up with Tony. Tony fixed everything. And you decided, no, I don't like you. Fi-. Oh, we've done this Tony before. convinced her grandmother to accept to her. To be chill. Yeah. <laughs> her homophobic grandmother. She was going to send the them care packages. But Cheryl said, no, I need to fix this. Actually, I don't want to fix this. It was too hard. And now the universe is just going to give Tony to her. And look, show, Tony has become a worse character since Cheryl broke up with her. But that's your fault. (laughs) That's your fault. She was at her best when she was single. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Percival. Percival, uh, magic man. Yep, first saw him there. We thought, like, hey, maybe that'd be a cool rug pull. But he said, no, he is just... A bad guy. And we we once the powers were coming out, he did the first weird thing we saw about him was when Jughead tried to read his mind and he was like, Oh no, no, Jughead. Mm-hmm. Which I am now thinking was also was just him just like thinking that constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he's near Jughead or anyone, anyone, he's like, anyone. Oh no, no. He does that thing you do when you like you're alone and so you just shout out, I see you watching me. <laughs> <laughs> just in case someone is, you look like you're very aware of your surroundings. I do feel like it became obvious to us like very, very early on that he was mind controlling. I, But the constraints of his mind control and like yeah, the form I, it took was not clear. I think the first time we had, I think someone attacked Archie and then we heard, or no, one of the homeless people I think attacked someone and they were like, <laughs> I don't remember why. I did that. And we're like, oh my god, Percival has the power of persuasion. Doc attacked Jughead. Yes, I yes. think something like that. Uh, well, they were doing like the the little houses thing. Yes, uh, or maybe maybe it was Ke- no, it was not Jughead. It was, was Kevin, Kevin Keller. Of course, of it, was course it was Kevin Keller. Of what course, are, it was. What Kevin. are we thinking? Of course, it was Kevin. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're like, okay, so he has the power of persuasion. And then we spent a while like trying to figure it out, and he just got increasingly, increasingly, increasingly more powerful to the point that it was ridiculous to think of him early on ever struggling. The fact that he didn't mind control or try to mind control Archie immediately, being like, give me your house. Yeah, instead he waited until there was like a, oh no, Archie tried to do it and he breaks the... Yeah, on his skin, yeah. I but just the, like... The fact I, that he doesn't mind control everyone immediately. We had that one thing where he mind controlled a bunch of people and then his nose bled. Yes. But that wasn't... Like, that was good because, like, okay, he does he a lot limits. of people. It hurts him, but that never actually came up. And if you're going to show us that weakness, make that weakness, like, if, integral it just feels like to we, him being defeated. Yeah, we needed a payoff, like... Honestly, it should have ended with them being like, well, we're going to do this. We're going to get the entire town together. If if, if the theme of this season was work together because mm-hmm. we work together willingly, he controls things, 
do a do a thing where you're like, well, we'll all go at him. And I know this sort of seems like we're just gonna rush him, which, <laughs> um, but like force him to spread his mind control out over too many people. Yeah, and then it weakens because they kind of set that up. And the show was kind of leading. Yes, the show was kind of leading to that with the whole unionizing thing. Yeah, convincing people to band together against a bad guy. Yeah, that, that's a theme. Yeah, and and they almost kept it through, but instead, I mean. I guess we got, hey, everyone from this other universe got together to stab him. Yeah, and like, yes, our <laughs> heroes got together to punch him a bunch, and then they had their powers turned back on them. Yeah, but, but like, isn't the point of the season that Riverdale matters? So shouldn't Riverdale... The entirety of Riverdale, instead of them getting locked away in a casino after they did not a whole lot, honestly. And then also did not do a lot in the final battle. Like, I know there was the whole thing where it's like, oh, well, if you kill my army, you're killing your friends. But then that, there's like, oh. Just, that was also not a thing. Just don't kill them. Except for Tula Twist. She can get shurikens. Because she's face. not mind controlled. Cause, well, because she's not one of us. She can die. Well, she's not one of them. She's, she's not who, one of them. Who knows where she came <laughs> now, from now, or what she now, is. To be fair, I'm not going to go to bat and say that Twilight Twist was innocent and... But, like, it is noteworthy that they're like, no, you know what? Even though she might be mind-controlled, they have no reason to think that, like, maybe she did run away after the whole thing. It was like, I'm done. I'm done with this town. And was dragged by, by back by Percival. They don't know. They don't know. All they know is that everyone there was mind-controlled. But still, Tony decided, no, that person can die. I know, like, they thought she stole her baby or something. Or she but did steal her baby. Or Also, Kevin. Yeah. She didn't exist on this show before this season. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she. <sighs> maybe the she... most annoying thing is that we gave them the out. I was like, okay, all this stuff that's insane. All these people we've never seen before. These storylines we never heard of before. These things that never existed before. Maybe they're all bleed over from not even just Rivervale. Maybe alternate different many dimensions. alternate dimensions there's an alternate dimension with the superheroes there's an alternate like the different types of archie comics Ooh. Ooh. and they're all bleeding into one instead they like half did it they did yes they got their superpowers from this comic book but also they're witches which is a thing that existed in this world before yeah that's, i guess so that's not a thing so <laughs> so like they didn't even have to get their power on our Cheryl maybe didn't even have to get her powers from a comic. Maybe she could have just learned. Oh my god! Except for I guess the Phoenix, the Phoenix Force she has. When that, she was... That's just a part of her, Kevin. It's just in her soul. She's Jean Grey, Scarlet Witch, and Sabrina all in one. <sighs> I wonder if she's still going to be a witch next season. It's the 1950s. No one's. Oh, well, it could no. have been so cool. They could either go like really, really camp. Yeah. Or. They could, like, try to address, like, the societal issues that, that would okay. exist in the 1950s. And they're not going to do either of those things. Yeah, I mean, we can spend a little bit of time on it now, uh, just very quickly since you brought it up. They're going to 1955, and this is a very progressive and diverse show. I mean, Jughead and Tabitha are a couple. Yeah, like, they, they got interracial dating. They got a bunch of uh, queer characters. They have... Uh, a lot of things, really. They have alternative family structures. Yeah, yeah. They they have uh, women taking charge in their careers. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of things that 1955 was it's not... not here for. Yeah. So are they going to do something with that? Or are we going to see an alternate 1955? And what is the more interesting <laughs> choice? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I would ma have made this choice. It's weird because they've been anachronistic for a long while, and, and just to like really <laughs> dive deep into it, and to just be like, you remember how we just were kind of aesthetically anachronistic? Yeah. Now nah, just go back to 1955. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, is Kevin gonna have to be causes? Is Dad gonna? You know, be a sheriff who gay bashes his son. Like, what are we going to get here? I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they are just going to ignore it and go into heavy camp, which mm. I am okay with as long as they commit to it. Yeah. Riverdale, for once in your life, commit to something. <laughs> this was a very wishy-washy season where it did feel like things just changed partway through. And I don't yeah. think there is any clearer indication of that. Unless if we are missing something in this multi-hour 
season <laughs> is when is the episode of the time traveling when Percival existed throughout Riverdale's history. Which cannot possibly because be a thing. He literally he... told us. Yeah, he told us he came through the multi-dimension portal mm-hmm. when the explosion happened. The the answer, I think, is probably the most reasonable one, which I still think is not reasonable, but it's the most reasonable one, <laughs> is that he just time-traveled as well. But he doesn't recall her. Like, he knows he doesn't like her, but he does not recall her. So, <laughs> so what? I mean, I think maybe he time-traveled first. Like, the first thing he did when he went to Riverdale. Is he was like, oh, this is weird. Better oh, go back weird. to the 1500s. <sighs> yeah, better go back and see what kind of stuff I can mess with in this last century. Because remember, okay. remember, he was repeatedly just wanted to make Riverdale worse. He tried to make it a sundown town. He tried to get... He tried to break okay. up a riot after Martin Luther King. Aaron, please do not give me any credit for this. This is a terrible thing that I've done. <laughs> but, like... Also, yes, because I remember Tabitha saying in one of her things, there's no record of Riverdale being a sundown town. Yeah. Well, yes, because he failed because Tabitha went back in town in time. But I mean, once again. So they were both just time traveling at cross purposes. Time. Once they introduce time travel, things get weird. Like, as I said, Tabitha couldn't change anything. But then she also uses time travel to like look forward, but in different timelines looking forward. Then at Mm -hmm. a certain point, she's like, there's always a comet. Because uh, <laughs> the comet is chasing her through time. That is your theory. Uh, I'm so fine like, with that. I'm less fine with Percival. Though, so it's like, and if that's the case, what I said is true. Yeah, that would have been a good thing to confirm. Because otherwise, that is just a plot hole. And the thing is, they knew. I'm sure they knew from when they introduced Percival that he was going to come from Rivervale. Like I, I, I don't trust a lot of things. Maybe. Maybe. I trust it. I trust it, Kevin. I mean, the amount they put on being like, oh, it seems like he never exists. Like, they're doing he never existed before coming to Riverdale. So, so much. It's like, yeah, I guess another dimension. And, And Throughout time, he wasn't a Pickens, right? It's like he just took on different names. Are they all P names? I don't recall. I don't think he was a Pickens. I think that would have been too obvious. <laughs> they were definitely his first names were P names, and maybe his last names were also different. Oh, I can't. Maybe? I can't know. It's impossible to know. Yeah, like he like he was a person in the town, and then he was a sheriff, and then I don't know. He he did a lot during that that episode. Was he an FBI at one point? I think he was. Yeah, because the FBI has always been in Riverdale. Nope, nope. That can't oh, man. be true. Are we at some nineteen fifties FBI agents in? Maybe right. Drake is back. <laughs> Maybe no, the magic that... FBI will exist. I think the Drake door is closed. Drake was... A nothing maybe, burger? Yeah, maybe my most upsetting nothing burger. She, like, like what was... What her, was her point? Her purpose was to explain some magic stuff, hit on Betty, and then bounce. And then get, like, told off by Veronica, and, and then bounce. Yeah, and then come back on a Zoom call to be like, but Betty. Hey, Betty, we've been put in charge of the serial killer division. I'm like, what is the F? Is the FBI in this world three people? This is like somehow <laughs> worse than the barrier gaze plot. Like, this is a worse version. <laughs> and I didn't think we could be worse, but this is worse. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking that Betty's storyline really accumulated with an everybody, then everybody stood up and clapped a moment. <laughs> like, what did she do? She shot TBK. She didn't even bring him in alive. She shot him, and they're like, let's put this girl in charge of the serial killer division. She's only ever caught one, one serial, serial killer. killer officially. The other ones, and and the, the only person, like, her, her biggest, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, reference? Yeah. Is Charles, who oh. is a serial killer. A- and Glenn, who is dead and she slept with. Yeah, I think I'm going to put... I, I, I know we don't usually do this, but I want to call right now. I'm going to call the CW moment of this entire episode, or this entire season, was <laughs> Betty failing upwards through the FBI. 
It feels like the people which are the FBI or the people who are like picking who's going to be head of the serial killer division was like, well, we could choose Betty Cooper. And they're like, well, what does she do? Well, she shot one serial killer. And like, yeah, but think of how dramatic her she is. Like she caught a bunch of serial killers or she was around serial killers as a teenager. I think like 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 her brother was a serial killer. Her dad was one. Isn't that like cool? Here's the thing. Like, in real life, I absolutely agree. You should not shoot the serial killer. You should bring them in. In Riverdale, not shooting the serial killer to death is the wrong choice. You know he's going to come back so many times. Yeah, like, I mean, she has just learned from the environment she's in. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the Black Hood only didn't come back because Penelope shot him. Exactly. And, I mean, Penelope, Penelope keeps coming back. She keeps coming back despite being a serial killer and just everyone being cool with it. And like, yes, I understand Penelope is doing her church Sisters of Quiet Mercy yeah. monk thing. <laughs> and that's surely something. What a, what a storyline that character has gotten. She was legitimately a serial killer. Broke out from jail, was like, eh, I'm close enough started a cult the cult was taken over by her daughter and then immediately she went i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> and then she went to the himalayans to hang out with some nuns I love she came back and she was like how is the religion going and cheryl's like the what excuse no, me no i'm a witch now <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even like like when they do the religion it wasn't like it was even a religion to like hecate it was just like generally the elements Yes. 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 It's when she prayed for the rocks so that Archie, Archie could, could get come out. out of the mine. Yeah. Oh yeah, when she ran an illegal, underpaid mining operation. That was fun. All right, we got um about like ten or so more minutes left in this. Let's talk yeah. about the future. We did it at the beginning, but let's really do it now. Okay. Uh, so they're going they're back to 1955. We know that Archie probably has a crush on Betty because he did the whole look through the window thing. We know that Alice continues to be a bad mother in any time or period or universe. I'm going to guess Polly's alive. I'm gonna be honest. That was the I was that was of all the ways this could end. I did not expect it with Polly around. Do you she died in last season? Do you think Hal will be around? Because Lachlan oh. Monroe does appear. Yeah, probably. Like he does come back. I here here's okay. This is weird to say, and I think it might turn out badly. I wouldn't mind if the end of this se- this last season was season one again in 1955, but better. <laughs> oh, that would be like very fun and, and maybe do a few like weird twists there because if Jughead knows what happened, he's like, oh my god, Hal is or um Clifford Blossom killed Jason. Uh, how do I prove this to everyone? Then it's not kill Liver Blossom, it's Penelope, as it should yes. be. Yes. <laughs> now Liver Blossom can also kill someone else. Uh, yeah, so Polly's probably still around. I do uh-huh. think Baby Anthony's probably just wiped out from existence. I mean, probably, but I'm very concerned he's going to be another serpent. <laughs> just another guy? Yeah, who Tony and Fangs are just like. Just don't know. They're younger than him. He's like, he's replaced Sweet Pea. <laughs> um,. We should mention, it was really weird when Cheryl's like, we got to give you all their powers. I'm like, okay, I get Archie. I get, uh, I get Archie. <laughs> but the rest okay, of them, like, I, I do get Jughead. Oh, not yeah. for the, not for the, like, um, thought listening, but for the yeah. portal stuff. Yes. Yeah. Just because you could, like, put, put more fire, put a portal in the sun, fire I out. I kind of get Veronica. <sighs> well, I Mostly mean, she has to Mostly for the poison resistance. Yeah, but it's a, it's a comet. Comments aren't noted for their poison. Fire's like a poison. Everything's like a poison. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Strength, superpowers, it's all poisons. Uh, um, why did, why did Veronica kiss... aura seeing. Why did Veronica kiss the comet? Uh, <gasps> Veronica should have kissed the comet. <laughs> Come on, show. Kiss the comet. What is fire but a poison? Uh, remember how we said that Betty's power is really just she sees the auras on people doing things she doesn't like? Yep. Veronica's power is just that she can take away things that she doesn't want to be there. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> She's like, I don't like this comet. I'm gonna kiss it and it's gonna be gone. <laughs> a comet's like a poison. And Archie's power Archie's power was not invulnerability, it was just no selling everything. <laughs> like a robot would. Uh, oh, Riverdale. But the of all those powers, the only one that seems to have gone out of control and she used 
was the time travel, which I thought was because Tabitha was an angel. But it seems like it is separate from her angelhood. It does appear to be separate from her angelhood. I am most curious if Tabitha's still an angel. Also, why why does it matter that she's an angel? What The only thing her angel power has ever done is have her sense a member of the town was dying. Which... Which is funny because she didn't sense all the other people who were dying at a very similar time. Yeah. Like, didn't she just sense one of them was, a, like, Archie? No. No. So she didn't sense them dying during the uh, firstborn thing. It was later she sensed them dying. But then um, the... No, no, no. I, I meant during the, when they were all being attacked. She was oh, sensing them to be attacked. Yes. It, was, she, it was Archie. It was Archie who got yeah, stabbed. But Archie was the only one she was worried about dying. Well, I think it's because he was the one who got hurt the most. He was legitimately yeah. stabbed so many times. But then it was fine. Because, because his the dog, dog licked, licked him. him. And then he healed it up. Naturally. Which is fine. Normal uh, thing. A normal thing to happen. Um, I know we, I said we talk about the future, but I also want to spend a little bit talking about the fact that Percival is invincible, but not. Okay. What? What? He he did get in a boxing match with Archie, and Archie did get hits in. Here's the thing. I don't think Percival is invincible. <laughs> I think Percival is just like pretty good at magic. But they were they were like the only way to kill him is to get him with these knives. Yeah, well, they were wrong. Oh, I will never forgive them for the weird setup of the knife with Reggie. That he and then, has that one and knife. And then it was taken away, and then he had it back. Is that the knife that he had that Archie used to cut his hands so they could do their Blood yes. Brothers thing? Yeah. That that knife, that dagger of Magellan or something. Uh, Megiddo. Megiddo. Um, it came up a lot. They used, they, they used it for a lot. It was a Chekhov's super gun. Yeah, except for can you, you meet the gun in the first half, and then the second <laughs> half they pull it out and they try to shoot it, but then someone's like, "No," and the gun goes into a lock. And then the third ha- half, the gun, the gun re- is somewhere. The else. gun reappears again. <laughs> yeah, like we also should have seen the knife. I guess the thing is, like, it could have been saved if we just saw the knife get put somewhere else, so we were always following where the knife was. Reggie just shouldn't have pulled the knife. Yeah. There was also like an undeterminate number of knives. Then when they did the River Vale thing, just everyone had a knife. Oh yeah, but those were different. So knives, they could all I think. Maybe it's weird that they had everyone needed to stab him. Once again, these people also have no connection to. They they Percival. don't they don't know this man who's been stalking them for eons and trying to kill them. <laughs> yeah, they they don't know. Like like there's a guy. He's trying to kill us. He was trying to kill you until he came to our universe. Do you want to all kill him? And of course, well, I mean, considering how they all, how easily they all sacrifice Archie, I'm not surprised. Absolutely. Maybe he was shocked. He was like, he told one of them, he's like, "Hey, Jughead, I need just you to stab this person." And there, he's like, "I'll call everyone." They all want to <laughs> trust me. They'll all want to do it. Now we cannot fathom why Cheryl was there, standing, and not. That was like in the throes of dementia. That was like two or three episodes separated. Did no, it was the same episode, Kevin. It was the same episode. No, no, it, it when maybe one. No, he because remember he went to Rivervale, then they came back, and then oh. Tabitha was like, "Oh my God, let's go back to Rivervale and do that thing." It's like one episode apart. Yeah. Come on, show. Come on, it's the easiest thing to remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't get Madeline Pesh in one of your scenes. I'm sorry. Uh, Madeline Pesh has enough things to do. I'm sorry do. you don't get her see so her saying they're coolie with a knife. I'm sorry. Oh, no. She oh, just gets no. to destroy a comet in the next episode. Yeah, she gets to do Scarlet Witch in the next episode. Madeline Patesh has enough cool scenes to film. <laughs> She's got enough going on. You don't have to constantly give her stuff. The fact that that was just straight up, straight up Scarlet Witch. Straight up. They just watched. Her costume. They just watched a Multiverse of Madness and were just like, let's do exactly that. And that is the history of this show, is seeing something and being, let's do that. Without any, like, self-awareness, like, I, I don't can, think this counts as self-awareness. I think be, it yeah. being super obviously Scarlet Witch does not count as self-awareness. Because it's not an homage. You can do an homage. Yeah. But it's not this. Because guess what? She wasn't Scarlet Witch throughout the rest of it. Throughout the rest of this, she was Firestarter, and then she was Jean Grey, yeah. and then she was Scarlet Witch. And, well, and with a with a quick break over of Sabrina in the middle, Sabrina even appeared. No show. No. 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 So we got next season. We got next season to come up. And as we said at the beginning, cautiously. We are kind of excited. 
cautiously optimistic about our joy what it will be. be destroyed. It's fine. <laughs> But, you know, we'll see what see what's going on with that. Until um, we reach that, though, we do have other things we're going to be doing. Yeah, we're so gonna... we, quite honestly, do not know when Riverdale is returning. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But until so then. We're just going to watch a bunch of Shadowhunters. Yeah, come back. It's been a while since we... Because Riverdale was pretty consistent through... Yeah, they came back. So they did their, like, couple episodes of season four that were, like... No, that's no. That was last year. That was last year, it, they they did their River Vale. It's fine. Yeah. The point is that they've been pretty consistent, and anytime they took like a week or so off, we just kind of took it off with them because it was just like a it's week. It's too hard for us. So we're gonna come back with uh, Shadowhunters. It's been a while. We're uh, we're coming back to the second half of season two, the back half. Yeah. If you forget, I would just probably go back and listen to it. Yeah. We'll we'll do a very very small recap at the beginning of. Ne- of next episode to try to catch us up as well. Yeah, but, but what I can tell you is Valentine did nonsense and a demon deceived them. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you then, but Aaron. So please, as always, please give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And uh, hit us up on the social media. We want to talk about bad TV shows with you. We are Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. Uh, remember, you can check out my books available on my website, kevinweirdbooks.com. I have one coming out in October, so you can get information on that there. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com, and all my things will be on that website. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.